Howdy friends, welcome to Experience Design with Tony Dosat. I happen to be Tony Dosat. Now listen, before we jump into this week's conversation, if you are a UX designer that is having a hard time getting a job or landing an interview or even getting noticed, I made an online course just for you. It's the course I wish I had when I was out there trying to find work. So head over to HiredUX.com, H-I-R-E-D-U-X.com, and there I'm going to teach you the tools, mindset, and process you need to stand out above the crowd and get hired. Now then, with that out of the way, let's get into the interview. My guest this week is the founder and president of The Good a conversion rate optimization firm that has achieved results for some of the largest online brands, including Adobe, Nike, Xerox, Verizon, Intel, and more. My goodness, what a list. He regularly contributes content on conversion optimization to publications like Entrepreneur Inc. And as president, he's helped lead the good to become one of Oregon's top 20 fastest growing private companies, which is a huge accomplishment. Please help me welcome and thank you to John McDonald. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. What a list you've got there. And that is impressive. Top 20 fastest growing private companies. Now listen, you're at The Good. You are the founder and president. You got thegood.com. My first <laughs> question is, how in the heck did you do that? And that must have been a pretty penny if you didn't get it a long time ago. Well, uh, we have been in business 11 years. We just passed the 11-year mark uh, a few weeks ago, actually. And you know, the best way to think about this is we came out of a recession. We started in just at the tail end of a recession. And I was able to get the domain name because uh, I tracked down who had it. And it was basically a venture capitalist who had a lot of money and he was just parking a bunch of domain names. And I kept bugging his secretary and was just like, hey, you know, like I'm thinking about starting something. I really want this domain name. What do you want for it? And I just kept bugging her. And she's like, look, here's the deal. After like I called her fifth time, John, stop calling me. He's on his yacht. I don't know when he's coming back. We're not doing any business right now. You know we're in the middle of a recession. So why are you like continuing to call me? She's like, next time I talk to him, I don't know when that's going to be. I'll float it by him that you're interested and you can let me know. And I said, okay, great. Like, here's my email. Here's my number. Get in touch. And I didn't hear anything. And then I called back and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. And he's like, absolutely not. Not interested. I don't need the money. I said, okay, well, we're in a recession, as you said. He's in venture capital. Can't imagine his companies are doing that hot right now. When he needs the money, call me and we'll talk. And <laughs> about three weeks later, he called me from his yacht. I don't know where he was and said, hey, you're the kid that's interested in my domain name that I have, right? And I was like, yes, I am. And he sold it to me on a very nice payment plan for $5,000 total. So wow. um, I got to scream. I feel like I got a good deal on it. And is... uh, he let me pay it off over a year in monthly installments. So what a cool story. The recession works well. Man, that is awesome. Now, what I got from that is something that's a little bit under the story, which is you've got 
a lot of tenacity and persistence, clearly. Now, how important is that to you? You know, honestly, I think it's in my DNA. It's extremely important for being an entrepreneur and starting a company. But it's hilarious because, you know, I have a three and a half year old and he is like so persistent about everything and it drives Mm. me nuts. And I was complaining to my mother about it. And she's like, John, that is who you are. Like you're getting it back tenfold. Like, how do you think it was raising you with your persistence? Anytime you wanted to do anything, you just asked me and asked me and asked me until I gave in. And so I think I'm just wired that way. And thankfully, it it works out well for being an entrepreneur because it's extremely important when you hit a wall on something that you find a way around it or you find a way to keep going. And if you're not persistent, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, especially Mm -hmm. in times of recession. And that's what I aim to be with getting the domain name was I just going to keep showing up until he told me he never wants to talk to me again or he made a deal. I'm so glad that you mentioned that your three and a half year old is like that because sometimes I live in this bubble of like my kids, they just won't stop asking for the same thing. (laughs) Even though I've said, look, if you're sweet and nice all day and listen to mommy and daddy, you can have a popsicle. And then three seconds go by. Can I have a popsicle? Like, (laughs) 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 oh, little parenting banter. Well, they know that if you give in once that you potentially could give in again in the future. And that's definitely uh, what I found is not everyone is going to agree and give me what I'm looking for. But if I keep asking enough, they'll either tell me to go away or they'll respectfully say, I'll do it. What what great uh, lessons toddlers teach us about life and business and patience and gosh, everything else. Yeah, the the lack of filter goes a long way, I feel. I know we're on a tangent here, but don't you ever wake up or see something on Facebook or wherever it is and think, wouldn't the world be an interesting place? And wouldn't just for one day, if there were no repercussions, I could be as honest and just without holding back anything in responding to some things? (laughs) Oh, okay. Now listen, but I think, Tony, that's actually really interesting because if you think about it, anything that you do on building a brand, yeah, if you play in the messy middle, which is the space where everyone really is, then you're not going to get anyone to like you. You're not going to get anyone to hate you. Mm. And you can't play in that middle. And you really just as a personal brand, a, any type of company brand, anything of that sort, you need to either take a strong opinion on one side of the fence or the other. And as soon as you hop off that fence, your brand will just blossom. And so I kind of live my entrepreneurial journey as one of not being on the fence. So I say what I'm thinking. I try to say it kindly as much as I can, but Mm. I don't want to hold back from saying what I'm thinking. And I found that every time I'm thinking something it's probably valid other people are having that thought or people are going to disagree with me and tell me why. And then I get to have a great discussion. And if I don't post that, then I'll never have that discussion. That is some sage advice right there. I have even had some uh, strong opinions about some things in the design zeitgeist that I've put Mm -hmm. up. I used to do them more often. They were called design rants on my Instagram. Yeah. And 
a lot of times it would be like, whoa, I'm getting some heat. But just like you said, it created a dialogue and that was my goal to create a dialogue about it. And sometimes if you throw some heat and get some back, I mean, one person I actually had on the show because we were going back and forth for a long time. And I was like, look, this is completely, it was a nice dialogue, but I was like, look, we got to bring this on air. This is some really important, cool stuff. Yeah. And you don't have to agree with everybody. I mean, you know, we do conversion rate optimization at the good, right? And we've worked, as I said, for 11 years across dozens and dozens of hundreds, probably of brands. And there are a few things that I know don't work. One of them is pop-ups. Brands are always doing Mm. pop-ups and they're offering a discount for an, an exchange for an email address. It does not like, look, we'll collect email addresses. Yes, but will help increase conversions or sales in the long term. The data is there to say no. And Privy, one of the major Shopify plugins for pop-ups, I ran into them at a conference a couple years back and was like, and they said, you're the guy that hates (laughs) pop-ups. And they knew. And I was like, okay, I didn't think you knew who I was, but cool. Like, yeah, I'm the guy who's taking a stance on not liking pop-ups. And I said, I heard you on a podcast. And I was like, how dare he hate pop-ups? That's our whole business model. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, but like, that's my point of view on it, backed by data of working with all these brands. And then just now, like, I'm doing a lot of stuff with Privy right now. Uh, they had me on their new podcast not too long ago. Uh, I've written some articles for them. I'm going to do a masterclass with them coming up. We still don't agree on pop-ups. But we have found a common language and a way to have a conversation there. And if I had never just taken a stance and said, pop-ups don't work, I don't like them. And I know that so many brands use pop-ups. And I knew it was going to ruffle some feathers, but it's the honest truth. And the way I felt would never have that opportunity to get in front of that nice audience. Dude, pop-ups suck. (laughs) Let me actually dive into some of this. So... If we check out the good website, which again, the dude scored the good.com. Anyway, Xerox, Bell, Easton, Swiss Gear, Clean and Canteen, 86% conversion increase, 143% revenue increase, 240% revenue increase, 132% revenue increase, 80% mobile increase. These are the kind of numbers that are like, holy crap, hold on to your butts as Sam yeah. Jackson said in Jurassic Park. <laughs> this is really some powerful stuff here. And it says, we improve your conversion rate, turning more visitors into buyers. That's the gist of what is behind the good, right? Right. So a lot of times, like you said, pop-ups, look, if you're looking for a metric to show a client, we got X amount of clicks or whatever on this pop-up. And the client doesn't have the wherewithal to dive into that and see, well, does that mean anything? Mm-hmm. You're kind of screwed. And they just got money out of that terrible design choice and experience yeah. for the user. So what is the angle that the good mm-hmm. likes to embrace and that is the backbone of the good as a CRO you know, firm, agency, whatever you call it? Well, I think it's data-driven decision-making. And you have to be looking at tracking the right data on your site. And I'm talking every click and movement. Now, 
do this in aggregate fashion, right? So there's no privacy concerns. You're not breaking GDPR or the California regulations or any of these privacy things mm-hmm. out there. But regardless, there is so much great data that most brands, even the large brands we work with, often just aren't looking at. They're just not paying attention to it. And we work with dozens of small and medium brands too. And those brands, you know, they may have Google Analytics installed, but they're not looking at that data. They're not making informed decisions about what consumers are doing on their site. And that's the biggest challenge. If you look at, of course, analytics data, but then you're looking at trends and you're looking at heat maps, click maps, scroll maps, all this engagement data you are going to be able to actually talk to consumers and take that next step to know what types of questions to ask because you have some idea of where people are dropping off in the funnel, what content they're engaging with, or more importantly, what they're not engaging with, right? Mm. Then you can start asking the right questions and do what's what we call user testing, where you ask people to complete tasks on the site while you record their screen and their audio. You're asking them to talk out loud about what they're thinking as they complete those tasks. And that's where you really start diving into some great concepts and and getting some great data. How do you, and how does the good facilitate those user tests without bias? Because that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. That's really tough to Mm -hmm. not have guided, you know, questions. It's a special skill set for sure. Uh, We actually have a team member here that we poached from usertesting.com who manages that for us here. And there is a special skill set at asking questions in a non-leading fashion, and it's its own skill. But once you have a formula and you have a skill and you you know how to do that, it really is about just asking an open-ended question and getting out of the way. Now, what I recommend for a lot of smaller brands is they just hop on a Zoom call and bring one of their customers in or somebody who matches their ideal customer profile and ask them to share their browser window and they ask them to complete some tasks, but just do something like, okay, let's start really high level. They sell t-shirts, right? Just say, find the best t-shirt for you. Go, leave it open-ended. Don't do anything else. Don't, Don't add anything else, right? And then just sit back. I often even recommend you would turn off your own camera so they can't see your facial reactions as they're talking. Yeah. Because that's when it gets really sticky is when you might influence them based on your reactions. So we always love to do remote, unmoderated user testing when possible because the last thing someone's going to be is truthful when you're standing over their shoulder, right? The experience is not the same. There's actually a great resource. It's called The Mom Test. It's a great book. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's a quick read, but it's called The Mom Test. And it's all about how to ask questions that would get the truth out of even your mom because you know your mom is only going to say nice things to you no matter what and you want user testers and you want people who are giving you feedback to really be honest and there's a certain way you need to ask questions in order for them to be honest that is so cool the mom test the mom test i'm gonna put that in the show notes let me ask you something as designers myself included There is this milieu or this theme of numbers, money, conversion, get the sale, whatever it takes. We're just on fire. Somebody needs to put the fire out and let's get them to buy the thing. And as a designer, sometimes that's 
an uninspired thing and it's very surface level. Yeah. Do you find that is the case with a lot of companies and how do you dig deeper into the why besides these metrics? Yeah. You know, it's unfortunate that we're in an industry called conversion rate optimization because that seems to be the only metric that a lot of clients come to us wanting, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I know my conversion rate's horrible. I want to improve it. There's so many other metrics you should look at. And the overall customer experience is, is really the key. You know, our mission at The Good is to remove all of the bad online experiences until only the good ones remain. Love that mission. And so that's what's key. You have to, yeah, thanks. You have to start there, right? So if you're just looking to improve conversion rates, I can help you do that right now. Discount everything on your site by 90%. Your conversion rate's going to skyrocket, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you won't make any money, right? And I would argue discounting is not optimization. Discounting is just margin drain. Mm. It really just hurts you in the long term. Once you start discounting, you're forever a discount brand in the eyes of the consumers. And they're never going to want to pay retail again. Mm. It's another downfall of, of pop-ups offering discounts, right? If that person gives you their email address in exchange for 20% off, well, guess what? Next time they come to your site, they're going to open an incognito browser and put in that second trash email address they have for all their junk mail just yeah. to get the 20% off again. Now you have a huge problem with your CRM because you have two records for the same person that, you know, and you're going to start sending them all these marketing emails to that junk email that aren't going to get opened or engaged with. And sites like Gmail, they, they look at engagement data and understand where to put those emails. So if you send a thousand emails out and 999%, 999 of those people don't open that email or engage with it, guess what? You've been moved to the promotions tab or even worse to spam. Mm, And that happens automatically. So you really just are hurting yourself in the long run. Uh, by discounting. And so, you know, I, I think you really just need to start with the overall customer experience. And that's where it makes a big difference. Um, and it's really hard to understand what the customer experience is like for a consumer because you, as the site owner or as the ecom manager, had a large hand in designing and building out that site. That's right. You know what your products are. You know how they're categorized. You know all the details. So there's no questions in your mind, right? You're looking at a product detail page and any of the gaps that might exist in that content that's helping someone make a buying decision, you already know what the answers are. So those aren't questions for you. So the phrase I say all the time is that it's really hard to read the label from inside the jar. You have to be an outsider. And the only way to do that is involve consumers, and get their experience and understand what they're thinking as they're trying to accomplish the, the buying tasks. You have to understand what they're thinking. And unfortunately, a lot of, not to demonize, they just don't know. The thing is, they think they know what is best. But like you said, they're inside the bottle. Even as designers, a lot of times when we try to make design decisions or experience decisions, we are inside the bottle. So exactly like you said, get users involved as early as possible and as often as possible. Now, before I get to my last question, I ask every guest, I want to do something with you that I've just started. Okay. Okay. This is not a promotion. It's not paid. This is called pod decks. And this guy on Instagram started this and I think it's super cool. So I'm going to reach into the deck and I'm going to grab a question and we're just going to 
you know, answer it on the fly. How about that? Have a little fun here on experience design. Love it. Okay. So this is interesting. What's something weird that you recommend everyone tries at least once? Something weird that everyone should try at least once. (laughs) Red Bull and Jaeger. (laughs) No. I'm, I'm drinking a Red Bull right now. I saw that. That's what kind of reminded me of it. I was, <laughs> you know, it sounds like a college drink and it kind of is. The two tastes, I can't stand them independently. Yeah. But together, amazing. <laughs> That's good. I'd have to go, if I had to answer the question, it's something that I'm actually very fond of, which is putting chips on a sandwich. Ooh. You get that crunch. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for having there some fun with me on that one. Before we get to the last question, where would you want people to find you or find the good? Yeah. Well, we've already talked about our domain quite a bit, thegood.com. So <laughs> got that one. That's a great place. We've got a ton of great content up there. We have a great email list, thousands and thousands and thousands of e-commerce and digital design UX folks on there. It's never a sales pitch. Each week, we're just sending out great content that our team is putting together. And it's all about just sharing our expertise and helping with our mission of removing all of those bad online experiences. So I highly recommend folks go sign up for our insights email there. Otherwise, I'm really active on LinkedIn. You can, anybody can look me up and follow me there. Or if you have a question, just email me. Easy. John, J-O-N at thegood.com. There's no H in John. Just shoot me a note. I read every email and try to respond as quickly as I can. Love that. Okay, now for the last question. What non-digital object or thing that you own or possess means the most to you or has impacted your life the most and why? Mm, non-digital. Yeah. Man, my entire life is digital, so that's a hard one. I have a computer science degree, so I'm, mm. everything has been digital in my life since I can remember. I would say my son, if you could say own him, which I don't think I would look at it that way. Well, I'll but let you, in I'll terms let you go of, there. what's been most impactful on my life Mm -hmm. recently and what I've learned the most from is being a parent. No questions about that. Just I've become a better entrepreneur. I've become a better team leader, a better manager people. I've become way better at delegating. Tell you that as time has uh, slipped away and it, it has definitely made me a better person as well. And just in practicing patience and communicating to that level, there's just so much raw emotion there that you really have to be at that level in a more metered, level-headed way, but you have to be raw emotional with your children at that age or it just doesn't come across. It's been really, really great experience. So, I definitely connect with you on that. And man, did we bring it full circle from talking about that at the beginning. Listen, John, thank you so much. I hope everybody checks out what you got going on and I can't wait to have you back. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me today. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, friends. Now, before you go, I want to remind you about the course I created for all of you UX designers trying to get a job out there. Be sure to check out HiredUX.com. And lastly, I'd like to give a big shout out to my guest and to my Patreon supporters. There's a link in the description to help me out on Patreon if that floats your boat. Anyway, of course, a special shout out to my executive producer, Brian Sullivan. Now, until next week, friends can't wait to have you back. Just stay curious. Experience Design with Tony Dosat is part of XD Media LLC. All opinions are my own and do not reflect those of my current or former employers. 